You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ballgame. I want to see the ants. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdom. This is Myron, and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast, the alternative underground back alley, underbelly, down on the docks on the other side of the tracks. Be easy dive bar style podcast of and about the Seattle Mariners that you were listening to on the Odyssey app or wherever else you're getting your podcast action from. Hey, look, we're not going to judge you. We're just happy you're liking, subscribing, following, getting those notifications, and uh, also checking us out on the socials or emailing us at ryebreadandmustardpodcast at gmail.com. And also, again, thank you for checking us out on YouTube definitely uh if you want to subscribe now would be a great time thank you very much also if you like the gear you can uh find that by starting on instagram at simply.cora at simply.cora just uh slide into her dms and say hey you're looking for you know maybe a hoodie or a shirt or a koozie or whatever uh, if you can print it on something she's got it for you uh so we're back the mariners have just wrapped up uh uh, four games since the last time we talked the, the three in Baltimore and uh, you know one with their uh, neighbors uh, the Washington Nationals we just had a win so does that mean we're going to forget about what happened on that road trip no it doesn't wash it away right now so we, we just got some other kind of programming just talking some uh, Mariners all-star game and with me doing this episode is our man up in Edmonds Hanno and Edmonds what's going on Hello, how are you doing, man? I'm doing all right. Like I said, I'm glad we're not doing an episode where we're going to talk about the uh, inconsistent offense and uh, the Mariners not being able to string, you know, more than a couple of games together where the offense is clicking. Uh, not to sound negative, but I also just don't want to pretend everything is peaches and cream. Uh you know, after a victory over one of the worst teams in baseball after a disappointing road trip. Yeah, I hear you. Um, yeah, it was a tough road trip. I mean, that Baltimore series was a gambit of uh, from one extreme to the other, you know, uh, got off to a great start, lots of hits, lots of runs. That second game, you know, um, I was actually for a loss – I thought it was a good loss. I was really impressed with how they came back. They were down at every point in the game and came back, kept fighting. Uh, they didn't do anything any stupid. They were hitting the cutoff man, 
they picked off a couple guys. You know, it was a tough loss. But uh, that was one of the ones this year that didn't bother me that much. And then the third game, yeah, we got back to the same old, same old. Where, you know, the Mariners didn't hit that well. And the few hits they had, they only had three hard hit balls that whole game. So, yeah, to uh, play uh, teams ahead of you and um, only get one win, that was tough. But, yeah, coming back home, facing the lowly uh, – Nats to uh, get off to a rough start um, with them jumping on you early and then uh, pulling it out. Yeah, you did what you had to do. But other than that, yeah, there's no other significance, in my opinion, about how uh, the Mariners won this game. No, and we we said to each other after last couple episodes, God, we're tired of talking about the same old shit. You know, like it just... I know it's sometimes it's it's really tough to do a podcast or, and I'm sure it's even tougher to listen to it because it's the same shit, you know, just a different vehicle, but it's the same root problems that we're talking about on this podcast that they're talking about on Locked On or they're talking about on KJR or 710. And we all saw what happened in the off season. It's just kind of like this. We just got to hope for the best right now. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll have you know, much more uh, to talk about as far as actually seeing some real change here in the next, you know, few days. I know maybe you might be listening to this after that win and you go, God, you guys are a bunch of negative fucks. That's not, <laughs> that's not what we're doing. We're just saying sometimes it just gets a little like repetitive and honestly not enjoyable to talk about. The way they've lost and how they lost. Yeah, it's been frustrating. Um, that's what makes it tough for me. Like I mentioned about the uh, second game of the Baltimore series, um, they lost, but, you know, there were some positives out of that. They didn't make the mistakes. They fought and came back. You know, they ran the bases good. They, you know, picked off guys on base uh, for Baltimore. They hit the cutoff man. You know, they were playing smart baseball, and I haven't seen that consistently uh, this whole season, and that's the big word, consistency. The uh, Mariners haven't put together, like, a consistent, like, full week uh, it feels yeah. like, you know, I mean, a couple episodes ago, we talked about it looks like they're trending in the right direction, and that's true, you know, but they still have hiccups here. But the main thing is consistency. Yeah, uh, I know. And I got to get put back on that optimistic train here. Um, but anyways, that's all we're going to really talk about. Uh, you know, the games from the last couple of days, we'll be back maybe uh Thursday or Friday with some more stat stuff, but we still got some fun stuff to talk about, or at least some good conversation. These are like some of the conversations that we kind of just have when we're not even thinking about what we're. Five bread and mustard, a Mariners podcast. We have the one and only Mr. Tom Hutler. How are you doing? Doing well, guys. Thank you for having me. There was one time I came out of a watering hole in West Seattle, and somebody, and this guy had been overserved. I came out of the restaurant, and he goes, "You're the you're the Mariner guy." I go, "Yeah." And he goes, "Could you do Ken Griffey Jr.?" And I said, "Okay." So I did it, and he goes, "You're a great man." <laughs> I love it. Listen and subscribe to Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast, on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Julio Rodriguez, he's going back to the Home Run Derby, which is going to be held, obviously, at T-Mobile Park. I was there last year in person and saw that performance from him. Uh, it just, you know, it was a tough loss. <laughs> it was definitely a tough loss for for Julio. And 
um, and the Mariners fans that were in it in attendance because you're like, wow, he because he stole the show and um, he's decided to go back. I want to just say uh, lucky he's playing in the era that he is playing in because it typically used to just be only players that qualified for the all-star game. I think it's a real tough, uh, still a little bit of a tough go. I mean, he's probably going to have to look at like a player of the week kind of performance to probably get on the regular squad, but at least he's going to be there representing something. And I think that out of the entire all-star weekend, just because the Mariners haven't played up to what the league and people thought they were going to play up to. I think having Julio in the home run derby definitely salvages a lot of those like feelings about that for me. Uh, but then at the same time, we know what happened to Julio last year after the home run derby also could have been part of when he uh, slid into that uh, second base uh, face first in Texas on the Sunday. It seemed like he kind of jammed it there. That was the story. Then the home run derby happened. We lost Julio for a bit last year f- from that. And then he ended up having back spasms at the end of the year. And you wonder if something like that was, uh, you know, equated to that possibly, maybe not, but anyways, uh, lots of feelings, lots of like, yes. And a lots of, Oh yeah. And a little bit of, huh? So that's just kind of how I feel about it. Hanno, uh, your turn for a monologue on this subject. Yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm glad Julio is going to do it. You know, he's the face of the Mariners. Uh he's going to represent the Mariners, all the fans of Seattle very well. Um hopefully he wins it and this is his last year doing it. Um you know, if he was playing if the All-Star game was in I don't know, Cincinnati, I would kind of hope that he wouldn't do it, but makes all the sense in the world to me that uh, he wants to represent himself, the fans and the organization and put on a show like he did last year. So uh, yeah, makes all the sense in the world to me that uh, he's going to do it. And um, I think he's going to perform really well. Yeah. And how do you feel about, you know, the health wise or with that kind of aspect of it? Oh, it's definitely a concern, you know, uh, but I mean, like I said, I, I hope this is, he wins it and it's his last year doing it. Yeah. Just kind of knock that notch off, notch that off on, on the career resume and be like, been there, done that. Let somebody else shine and do it and also don't have to take the risk. Yeah. I mean, anybody that's had back problems knows that they can sometimes linger he had him a few times last year, and you, you just don't want to see that from a young player. And, you know, taking vicious hacks that he does at the plate when he's playing in games and then doing exactly that except, you know, a thousand times, a hundred, a hundred <laughs> you know, or 80 or whatever yeah. it is uh, in, the, in the hour and a half that the uh, show goes on or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, but – he could get hurt, like you said, just as easily like he did in Texas, sliding head first, and he banged up his wrist. So they're athletes; they play hard. Anything can happen. So, yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Like, I'm glad because it is here in Seattle. Um, walking out of Dodger Stadium last year, 
I had a lot of time to think about that home run derby when I was sitting in their uh, Uber parking lot for 90 minutes after the game. That's for a whole nother episode. But uh, yeah, I was like, it just felt like definite, definite unfinished business. It kind of felt similar, similar to how it felt when the season ended against Houston in the playoffs. The Mariners last year when he was doing this home run derby, we're in the midst of that. They had that 14 game winning streak going into the all-star game. So that was literally the first Mariners type of loss that we saw in a couple of weeks. And then yes, they ended up getting swept by Houston with a Julio list team that weekend. But that was definitely like, right. The first thing that we saw that we were like, Oh, we're not happy dancing here about this. No, absolutely. I mean, even though that's been a rough season and the Mariners are ticking under 500 and they haven't played their best ball yet, uh, let's say he does tweak his back. I mean, everybody's going to be frustrated and upset if that if that same scenario was to happen again, like you mentioned, uh, that happened last year. So there's risk in everything. Obviously, I mean, last time there was an all-star game here, Mariners had a representative in Brett Boone. He was not successful in hitting a home run no. in that derby. Um, but Julio is a much different type of player. It's nice to have a representative of the hometown team at it. So, I mean, it's going to be exciting. Those are the type of players you want to see in the derby. Him, Acuna, Judge, Otani, Trout. To see Ellie De La Cruz, Corbin Carroll. I mean, uh, Byron Buxton. You know, that would be an ultimate home run derby. Not all of them are going to be in it, obviously. No. Judge is hurt. But, you know, you want guys that give you the flair. And those type of players are guys that, you know do that so we'll we'll see what uh we'll see what the uh, roster looks like i think mookie betts has announced that he's going to do it he's another guy that'll be cool to see so um yeah julio should be in it for the hometown team i guess i guess so i i still feel like it should be offered to the players that are mashing home runs and not to piss on this parade but julio is 38th Tied for 38th baseball with his 13 home runs. If you go to 38, okay. not like what's, what's the top and then 10? the top the top 10 are Shohei Otani with 26, Matt Olson with 25, Pete Alonso with 24, Luis Robert with 22, Jorge Soler uh, with 21, Kyle Schwarber with 20. Mookie Betts with 19, so yeah, he makes sense to me. Aaron Judge, uh, N.A., but he has 19. With 18, we have Ozzy uh, Alibis. Is that his name? Alibi? What's the guy on Atlanta? Second baseman. Yeah, Ozzy Alibis. Ozzy Alibis. Uh, he's got 18. Raphael Devers has got 18. Uh, Garcia in Texas has 18. Muncie has 18. You know, then there's a slew of people with 17, like Acuna, Jordan Alvarez, Berger, <laughs> Trout, and, you know, and so on. I mean, it, so for me, I'm happy. I'm happy with the decision. Do I think it's deserving of it from the season? No. And are we bringing somebody back from last year? Yeah, who put on a show for sure, but he didn't win it. I feel like if you win it, you, you bring him back. 
I know I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this, but you know, if this, this home run derby was in uh, St. Louis or Milwaukee or somewhere else, I would, I would be like, huh? Now maybe a lot of these people aren't interested in doing it as well. I don't know what's going on, but when you have somebody that's, I get it. If he had 13 home runs and he's put together multiple, multiple years of 30, 40 jacks, and is just known as just this, home run machine yeah um again not hating i'm just talking about that from like the the you know traditional standpoint of like let's get the guys that are are mashing home runs but also the home run derby is kind of changed more like the three-point contest in the nba all-star game where the guys you know shooting in the uh, three-point contest maybe one or two of them's on the all-star team, but typically it's just a lot of these, you know, precision three-point shooters that are literally a lot of them uh, role players and six men off the bench. So uh, anyways, that's just my two cents on it. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, like I said, uh, I'm, I'm with you. If it was in, you know, a different park, I wouldn't have the feelings about it. And like, it makes sense to me that he definitely wants to do it here. He is a showman, no doubt, and um, yeah. like I said, hopefully he wins it, and uh, this will be an, a great uh, all-star week and weekend for him, and maybe he might get picked on the team as well. Who knows? Uh, but, yeah, he'll definitely put on a show and makes it more exciting for the fans that are probably going to the game uh, to see a hometown guy uh, participating in the uh, Home Run Derby. Yeah, uh, he's definitely, I feel for him, this is great because it takes that pressure off of, you know, having to make the team, um, especially with it being in your yard. And after the season that you put together last year and the, you know, pressure of, you know, becoming one of the elite players in the league already at a young age. So I think this is a nice a nice thing for him and you know hey he multiple hit game tonight maybe he has a ferocious week week and a half and you know he gets on the all-star team we know judge isn't going to be in that all-star game so there is another outfield slap there isn't a mariner that you can just go absolutely they're an all-star now every team gets an all-star even the oakland a's are going to have a team uh all-star the Washington Nationals are going to have an all-star on the team. The only uh, team that doesn't get one is the uh, Montreal Expos because they don't exist anymore. But, um, which I think I'm going to get a Montreal Expos hat now that I just said that and represent them for one day at the All-Star Week. There'll be enough Mariner hats there. I don't have to feel bad about it. Anyways, back on topic. If you were going to pick a player just off the merit, just off the numbers, uh, or just off of what you've seen on the field that you think, hey, all right, this makes sense, who do you think you would would be the all-star right right now going into this week? Um, like I said, it's a tough one. Um, it's so hard. Uh, you know, you could go, obviously, it would make sense, you know, for Julio to be picked. Um, but on the season, you know, maybe you could go with a George Kirby or, or, I mean, Castillo is done pretty well, hasn't had the run support. It, it's just so hard, but I mean, 
I know this guy hasn't played much or the whole season, but the most important player on the Mariner team that's produced, in my opinion, is Andres Munoz. So I'd go with him. Yeah. I mean, man, that's a, I don't feel like he has enough qualifying games, but yeah, he's no doubt easily made the biggest impact and the biggest change. I think we even had a episode where we were talking about that and, you know, is if Julio isn't Julio, then no, I'm not picking. I'm not picking him after these numbers. I'm sorry, like the it's. I wouldn't. I also wouldn't pick Jared Kelnick. You asked me a month ago. I think we were on here going, "Hey, this was the guy. It, he's he's regressed, um, you know, or just come down to." And I'm fine with what he's doing. I'm just talking about All Star right now. JP Crawford, no, not, and he's had a. A better season, I think, more productive uh, than last season. Still not a shortstop, all-star shortstop, obviously not second base. Ty France made the all-star team last year. And in fact, he was snubbed to start with, if you remember. Got to um, got to play. Up until around right now, he was absolutely murdering the ball. And then he had the uh, injury down in Oakland, and it really hasn't been the same since. Uh, Cal Raleigh. I'd have to look around the league at the other catchers, but, uh, you know, he looks like he's, he's getting it going. Had the, had the crush, you know, there in Baltimore gets out onto Utah street. That looks good. And then, and then, you know, a guy who I thought at the start of the year for sure would be on the all-star team. And we were even like, maybe going to start Castillo. He's it's, I don't, I don't, you can't, can't say that Kirby as well, as good as he is that, you know, we're kind of in a vacuum over here, but he does have some of the best stats in the league. So maybe him, or maybe even what about Paul Seawald? He yeah. hasn't pitched that great, great of late, but he's got 14 saves and uh, pitched pretty damn good out of the, out of the bullpen. I mean, he's, you know, lately we haven't had any save opportunities when we have decided to win and decided to, um, you know, put some runs on the board. He were he really wasn't needed. A guy that's gone back to back days. But you know, anybody outside of a a Julio or one of the young core guys is, yeah, kind of a kind of a downer. Yeah, they just haven't they it's they haven't had a great first half. I'll put it to you this way. No. You know, something that stands out. Uh but like, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if it was a Kirby or a Castillo even a Seawald. Um but uh even Julio. So, I mean, it's just nobody stands out that you're like, yeah, this guy's an all-star. He's having an all-star type yeah. first half like he had last year with France and and uh Julio and it's one of those, like, it's, you know, I wouldn't say it's this far, like, going back in the in the years of All-Star Games. It's not like we, we're just giving Daniel Volgo back or you say Kikuchi no. a spot or something like that. It's not that drastic, but, no you know, expectations. And, I mean, it, things could turn around. Um, hopefully it does. It, you know, the M's need it to happen as far as their – their record but as far as first halves nobody seems to be at all-star level right now no and you know the all-star game is predicated off the first half if this was a the way they did in the nfl maybe your team would look completely different by the end of the year 
Um, and I think that's where you get, you got the silver sluggers, you got the gold glovers and you're getting, you do have an MVP, the ultimate uh, all-star of the year award, you know? So it's not like they don't reward these things at the end of the year. They, they do. Uh, that first half is, is the all-star game. And right now, it, yeah, it's really hard to find somebody to go. That guy deserves to be, on the all-star team when when you look at the seattle mariners going off of merit like if this game was in if this game was again like in milwaukee or in arlington it, you'd, it would I'd probably be a mystery until how what was needed what was needed on the roster no yeah you're right i mean like I said, I haven't looked at all the numbers and gone against, you know, looked against uh, what other teams in that different positions are playing. I'm just kind of going off of what I've watched in the first half and how these guys have played. So, uh, you know, the the fans, they didn't – there was no Mariners, you know, that got down to this last uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? This last stage of voting or what have you. Uh, no Mariners yeah. got into that category. And, I mean – you think of a popular player like Julio. I mean, I don't think he was even in the top five as far as outfielders and voting. No, so. he wasn't in the top top eleven. He was eleventh. Okay, he was eleventh. So, so if he was having a a year where everybody was seeing him on ESPN and seeing clips outside of the Mariners vacuum, the voters would let you know. Maybe it's still you know skewed one way or the other for you know, the star fuckers out there, but it's, I think if you're having a, if you're having a good year, uh, there's a good majority of MLB fans that will vote that way. These are just some of the stars who appeared in the first 49 major league all-star games. You can be part of baseball's historic 50th all-star game. Ballots are free at any major or minor league ballpark or at any retail store featuring a Gillette All-Star display. Balloting ends July 4th. Be sure to get out the and The preceding vote. announcement was furnished by Major League Baseball. Typically, I think my most honest uh, ballot I would ever fill out was, you know, back in the Kingdom days when you'd get the... When you get the, uh, you know, the, the little holes that you would jab and stuff. But when I used to put the National League team together, that was pretty much based off of league leaders and how they played that year versus the American League. Because obviously I would be a homer and be put and be putting in, you know, like Rich Amaral, uh, Russ Davis, you know, <laughs> Any crappy Mariner that we had out in left field, you know what I mean? Putting in backup catchers. Uh, but the National League team, I would definitely put my votes in based off of what I would see in the leaderboards on the Diamond Vision before the games. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly enjoyed that. Brings back memories, you know, of the ushers coming around, handing them out, and then collecting them. I mean, wow, yeah. how things have changed. I mean, I will say, you know, I've heard some stuff about the fans, you know, voting and they don't always get it right. And, um, you know, I mean, all of Canada, you know, there's been some talk about how a lot of Blue Jays are top of the leaderboard and because they've got all of Canada voting for them and things can get skewed, you know, and you can make vote for your favorite player like five times a day and just load it up. I mean, so 
there's all kinds of things to, you know, consider and stuff. But, uh, yeah. Um, I, I can hear that thing about all of Canada, Canada votes for, for the Blue Jays. And you're like, how, how does that get, how is that even fair? Well, here's the thing. The last census report, there's only 38.25 million Canadians. So there's more people in California than there is in all of Canada. Yeah, but do you think the Giants fans are voting for Dodgers and San Diego fans are voting for Giants? You know what I'm saying? I hear you. They're basically, basically what we're saying is, hey, one state really is loyal to their team. And that's really and really cares about them. And. I, I look at that and go, okay, yeah, we can do something about that. But I also go, hey, let's get more American fans voting and giving a fuck about the All-Star game at the same time. Yeah, and I'm sure they are. Um, maybe, you know, it's been brought up where maybe the fan vote should not be so heavily weighted. Um, maybe the players should have, you know, some say along with the writers or coaches or media members or what whatever i don't know i'm just going off of what i've read and stuff i mean right i don't know i don't know i don't know how to fix it so i like i said i just uh, want to see the, the best players there me too uh me too i mean i think you know every year you're gonna have a stud or a star that's not gonna be there and that's gonna be judged this year, unfortunately. Uh bummer because uh what sucks is because of what look what he did the show he put on uh, the last time he was in T Mobile Park last month. As far as I thought I was having an earthquake here, folks, here in California, but no, it's just four or five military grade uh helicopters going over my place. If you can hear that on here can't what, what do you think it is is it the uh news cop choppers choppers going off mm. after a car chase possibly military possibly. i feel like it was military because i could feel the place shaking you know the answer to the blame canada question is for me is like well we could vote more uh and we can vote more for our teams we don't i have to be honest with you i have not I have not placed one vote yet. I have not went on and voted. I usually like to wait until the last day. I don't do five. I do one. And uh, out of pure laziness now, back at um, in the kingdom days, no, I was stuffing that ballot box. Uh, the only problem was I used to not have a pen on me or a pencil on me sometimes. So I'd have to bend the thing and pull you know, the, the chads out as they're called. Right. I think on, on those ballots. Yeah. So that's today's episode. Again, we'll be back Thursday or Friday. Um, uh, trying to figure that out here. Um, I'm, it's a travel day for the Mariners on Thursday. Might be a travel day for me. I'm excited to get back up in the two Oh six. So, you know, when I say like, well, you might be sitting there and go, well, figure it out. Are you doing it Thursday or are you doing it Friday? Well, if you subscribe, if you follow this show, you don't got to worry about it. You'll get a little notification, right, Hannah, when it when it's ready. You like to go get your notifications bright and early the next day after you record these. Yeah, and on the travel day, the Mariners will be traveling from their home back to the stadium in T-Mobile as they take on the Tampa Bay Rays at home. <laughs> all right with that being said uh we'll be back <laughs> later this week 
Hannah, you know what time it is. <laughs>